Welcome to A Church in the City, a podcast sharing messages, sermons, and talks from downtown Christian Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We exist to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. We hope that this word can encourage you and strengthen your relationship with God. Thanks for joining us. Well, welcome, everybody. Yeah, this is our, um, my second week on um, being set apart or living in the kingdom set apart. And it's a, whole, it's a whole posture, if you will, is reminding ourselves that we're set apart. I, I quoted a scripture last week, and, and um, Peter, it says that we are a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. priesthood. We are, we're God's special people. And, and, and in Christ, if you're a believer, that's you, and that's me. And so God's calling us to be set apart. And I had three things I wanted to talk about yesterday, or last week I did, a little, and I'm going to continue this week. We talked about our thoughts, you know, like, you know, about our thoughts, how we think, what we think about ourselves, what we think about God. We talked about, I want to talk a little bit more about our prayer life. What does it look like to be praying from a place of authority, a place of victory, a place that's, that's already won in Jesus Christ. And then, then I then talk about our actions, our fruit. What are we bearing fruit? You know, and a lot of times that's the scary part when we talk about that because we're, we, we can get caught up in the works, you know, and that's not what I'm talking I'm talking about that they'll know we're believers just by our, our walk, just by our, just by our actions, just by our fruit. Not because we're telling people and we're carrying our Bibles in, underneath our arm everywhere we go, but we're walking in our everyday lives that we're seeing the love of God that goes through us. We're seeing the peace of God, the victory that can be in our lives. So a lot of times God works, a lot of times God's works in us, then he works through us. Amen. So a couple of things we talked about our thoughts. I mean, and, 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 and we even heard some testimonies, some words about how our thoughts can be knocked all over. And, um, Part of being set apart is realized, you know, and I quoted a scripture, Isaiah 55, 9. Um, he says, far as the heaven, the heavens are higher, I mean, excuse me, as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Okay, so God's saying, look, it, it's not normal for you to have the same thoughts of God. It's, it's through Christ Jesus and through the Holy Spirit that we begin to think and begin to change the way we think about ourselves by the Word of God. I've quoted Scripture about being transformed by renewing of our mind, Romans 12, too. But being transformed by renewing of our mind, reminding ourselves what God's Word says about us. So, um, and, then I, I, and, and it says, and even the Bible says, a man thinking his heart so is he. So think about that. What do you think about yourself? I mean, you know, um, Natasha had a great testimony, what, what she did. She goes, I thought this. And I'm, I'm going to be really blessing, sister. I'm so blessed to hear that. But you were wrong, weren't you, on your thoughts? I mean, I mean I, I'm not trying to be rude or insensitive to her, but she was, she, she goes, I thought this, but it wasn't true. Is anybody else in this room or even at home, I thought this, but it wasn't true? I mean, this is, this is where we're going in this transformational lifestyle. This is where we're going to learn to be set apart. I thought this, but it wasn't true. That is so good. Great testimony. I love how God always sets me up. It's like, thank you, Lord. You did. It just makes it easier for me because that's that's exactly right. And man, and then and then so she she then she didn't know if she should get up here. She was kind of like wrestling with her thoughts again. So I get up there saying, yes, finally she couldn't take it anymore. She had to get up here. Who got blessed by that testimony? Come on, who has experienced that? See, this is where we're saying, thank you, sister, for getting up here. Thank you for being brave, and thank you for setting yourself apart because there was nothing. Your your emotions. Your you, that was hard. It was scary but you did it anyways. Thank you for your obedience. Amen. This is obedience. Just do what God tells you to do. You know, don't, you have to be perfect. We'll never be perfect. Just do what God tells us to do and take the little steps. Most of the time I'll have words for people 
God will just direct me to that person. Say, I think I got a word for you. And, and sometimes I don't have it till I say that. And then, I, then, it, then God shows up because I obeyed what he told me to do. He said, go. So if he tells you to go, go. And then you'll figure it out as you walk with him. Amen. So um, man thinking starts. So is he? So this is really, this is a, this is a testimony in my own life. It's like, um, you know, I, I went to the doctor about six months ago and my cholesterol was really high and had bad cholesterol. He says, well, we got to get you on some cholesterol medicine. I said, well, how long do I got to do that? And he goes, probably for the rest of your life. I go, I ain't no taking no cholesterol medicine for the rest of my life. And he goes, well, he goes, right now, you could probably, you're, you're at that verge where you probably can, um, um, if you did a lot of exercise and you would um, um, eat better and stuff like that, you, you'd be fine. So I'm like, Wow, okay. So I just mentioned that to somebody, and then I was talking to my daughter, Brittany, and she goes, Dad, you're the most disciplined God I know. You're the most dis- disciplined God I, God I, not God, excuse me. She wasn't calling me, guy, I know. You're the most, I'm like, and I'm like, when she said that, it just pierced through my heart. I never thought that. I think I'm the worst disciplined guy I know. Because I'm focusing on what I'm not doing right. I'm focusing my thoughts or the, the, the problems I didn't do everything right. I forgot that I do a lot of things right, that I'm still moving forward. I'm still moving on with God. But the enemy wants to remind us what we don't do wrong, what we're not doing right. And sometimes that might only be 10 or 20% of our walk in life. But man, he drags us down and he drags us down. He says, you're not enough. He tells Jamie, you're not qualified. Whose life's been changed since Jamie's been up here speaking to us? Okay, she's not qualified. We're not, none of us are qualified without Jesus. So, so I'm picking on Jamie right here. So Jamie's got to get out of herself, right? Because we're not talking about Jamie and herself. We're talking about Jamie and Jesus together doing what Jamie, God called Jamie to do. Right. See what I'm saying? So, so that's all she needed to hear. You are. She didn't have to explain. She said, I'm going to believe you at your word. Jesus says, no, you are. So stop talking about that. Guess what? You don't think that thought's going to come back to her again? So what are you going to say? Nope, I am. But she can draw that line and say, for now on, when I feel that way, I know it's lie, and so it's not true. What if we start doing that? You want to talk about fruit? Think about that. Think about what we keep thinking we have to do. So, so I'm like, yeah, I, I can do this. I am disciplined. I can. So I have. I, I, I've, I've been working out for about three months, six, last six months, and I got a pattern five days a week. And um, I lost 30 pounds. I feel great. But you know what? And that's awesome, amen? But I'm telling on myself now. So I conquered that. But you know what? I have not been eating right. And I'm stuck at the last. I had a go of how much weight I wanted to lose. I, wanted, I had, got stuck. I got stuck. I couldn't get that far. But he told me about eating right. And he told me like, to knock off the sugars and stuff. And um, where did we go out to dinner? We, we had to go have dessert. You know, um, chocolate chip cookie cake with vanilla ice cream. That's amazing. And I'm not against dessert. I like it. But I like a lot of it, you know. Like we were, um, we were camping last week and... Um, and uh, so me and Lisa went out to dinner or out to lunch or brunch and stuff. And then we went and got an ice cream cone. And then later, my grandkids said, um, Papa, let's get an ice cream cone. So ice cream cone, every, uh, a few ice cream cones. But I, I could get a small one. And, no, I had double, a big old, you know. Um, and what was it? Um, what was it? Um, oh, um, uh, Cherry, like cherry Garcia or whatever, like uh, chocolate chip cherry. Oh my gosh, that's so good. But my, 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 my point is, it's like, I'm just being honest with you. God's been speaking to me. He goes, you have not got your eating under control. So right away, our natural minds want to go, go get on a diet. 
No, no. How about a lifestyle of just eating better? How about a lifestyle doing it? You know, and God doesn't have a problem if you have an ice cream cone or a cookie now and then or something like that. It's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle, like Lisa teaches me um, portion control. So we get these um, pretzels and they're like honey mustard pretzel sticks. And so I bring the whole bag down. Don't ever bring the whole bag down, especially if you're watching one of your shows because you're, oh, wow, this is really good. You forgot how much, the whole, she goes, where's that bag? Did you eat that whole bag? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is the stuff. So now she makes me put a little bit in a little Dixie cup. Just put in That's my portion control. So I'm getting a little bit better. We laugh about this and we say, yeah, you're right. But you know what? I'm not doing what I should be doing. Why? I don't want to. I don't want to. And so I want to talk a little bit, if we're talking about in our thoughts and stuff, we got to talk about there's a battle going on. The Bible says, I'm really, I'm reading the book of Romans right now, and flesh wars against the spirit. Flesh wars against the spirit. There's a war going on where you're like, yes, the devil, well, the devil's defeated. The only way he's beating us is because we're standing in the flesh. We're choosing to do it our way, not God's way. This stuff, this stuff is so powerful, and it could be a point where it could offend you, and if it offends you, you're in the flesh, right? Because why are we getting offended? I'm just speaking God's word. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at Jesus. But there's truth, and Paul had some, so much revelation about that. He says, I hate the things I do. I don't want to do. I still do. He talks about the flesh and the spirit. This is what we have to understand. If we're going to talk about our prayer lives and our thoughts and, and walking in that fruit being set apart, we must understand that our flesh is worn against our spirit. And it is. And so we want to do what we want to do. We want to eat too many cookies or too many ice creams. That's me. But um, whatever it is. Or maybe we want to do it our way. So I'd just rather work out six times a week and maybe an extra walk at, or run, or work out at night so I can eat more junk. And there's a little bit of truth in that. You burn a lot of calories. Man, the more I work out, the more hungry I am. But am I eating the right food? Man, God doesn't care if you eat the right food. You know what I'm saying? But what about your walk? What is God asking you to do? You ever do that? You really, you screw up over here in your life, so you over try to compensate over here? Come on, am I the only guy that does that? Or you come short over here? So instead of trying to let God help you walk these problems that you keep falling or tripping or getting short, but you're over here trying to do extra over here to make up for that. You can't make up for that. Jesus made up for it on the cross. See, this is where we get caught in. We're and that's what Natasha was talking about. It was it, it, like our own works. Like, oh my gosh, I got to figure this out. You got to trust God and do it his way. That's what being set apart is. You've got to do it God's way. We keep doing it our way. You know what the secret to that is? Stop. <laughs> stop doing it your way. I, I, it, says, it, it, it says stop. Stop doing your way. And I'm finding out this. Like, guys, I just, I'll just be transparent. The last few weeks, I say last month, has been tough for me. I'm struggling in my business and this, the growing pains, I'm struggling with myself and I'm struggling stuff like that. But you know what? I don't have the luxury to just sit there and wallow in that. So I get a word from Hannah. Anybody get a word from Hannah Brittnell? Oh my gosh, she is a mighty woman of God. So she gives me this word and, 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 and don't take this offense, um, um, Hannah, but she's telling me all this. You know how, and she's, because she's so detailed. She has this vision about me at, at work, and she sees me in this desert, and she says, the enemy's coming at you, and she says a bunch of stuff. But I can only remember when she yelled at me. That's the only I can remember. She goes, she goes, you're not a victim, Chris. You're not a victim. You're a mighty man of God. You're not a victim. 
You're a mighty man of God. And you know what? I've been stuck in my thumb for the last couple of months because I'm frustrated. It's my 25-year anniversary. We have record-breaking sales, and we're losing money because of growing pains and because of um, lack of procedures and process in my business. And so I'm fit like a failure, and I don't know how to get there, and I'm feeling alone. And, and so I start sucking my thumb. So after she said that, I remember, I remember um, in my toughest times in the last 25 years of being in business, me and Dave Tobias, we've been friends in seventh grade, and and sometimes if I'm just super vulnerable and raw, I can go to Dave. You, you can go to Dave no matter where you're at. You could go be the biggest sinner in the world, and this man will love you through it. This man has loved me since we've been believers. And I can go to Dave. I trust Dave. He's my brother. So I go to Dave, and I said, man, I'm, throughout, not lately, but I went to Dave um, in my past. I'm like, I'm really struggling with this business, or I'm really struggling with this. And he goes, Chris, I can't help you. I don't have, I don't have anybody to help me, but I can tell you what I know is true. He says, you're, you're a man of God, and you hear God's voice. And he, and, and he goes, so that's the only advice I get, can give you. So he says, I don't know nothing about business. I mean, he's in business now. He was working with us at the time. He said, that, he says, I don't really don't know about all the details of you. I don't, really can't help you, but I can tell you what. You're a man of God, and you can hear from God. The truth is, that's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah, but Chris, I'm going through this problem. I feel stuck. I'm, I can't get through this. Well, you're a mighty man or woman of God. And you can hear from God. You say, no, I don't think I can hear from God. We just did a series. Go visit that series and come back and talk to some of us. We'll help you learn how to hear God's voice. Get in his word. We're up here pouring our hearts out, and God wants you to grab hold of something and transform your life. Start being set apart in that. So here, here I get a word saying you're not a victim. You're a mighty man of God. And God brought me back a couple tough times in my life where I went to Dave, and he, that's all he said. That's all he needed to say. I could stop right there. We could go home right now. You, if you're a believer of God, you're his daughter or you're his son, and, and you can hear his voice, that's all you need to know, that God's not done with you. He's faithful, complete the good work he started in you. Amen? So what do we do with these thoughts, and what do we do with when, he, when these lies come and whisper in our ears? Well, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity and obedience to Christ. Bringing every thought. Every thought. Well, Chris, what does that look like? Um, I don't know. Um, I do know. but um, so, um, so if you don't know, we can help you. There's a way to exercise, right? I see the guy right there. He's telling me he works out. Okay. So, okay. He had, and I, I, had, I had hired a trainer. I hired a trainer years ago, and I'm just starting to do what the trainer told me to do. Seriously. When I was, I'm 57. When I was in my 40s, I was really, I'm going to get a trainer. I invested big money in a trainer, learned all this stuff, and it worked for about three months, and I went off. Now I, I brought everything out. I'm going back to my investment and, and learning it, and it's, and it's helping me. But there's a way of doing it. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you bring every thought in captivity? You can learn that. So let me tell you, it's a real simple one. If your thoughts does not line up with God's word says about you, then throw it out. Bring it in captivity. We're making this spiritual stuff so spooky or so hard. It's easy. Any thought that you have against yourself, your circumstances, it does not line up with God's word or God's truth, and then, and then cast it down. Bring it back and say, this does not line up with God. I thought I had to do something to walk my past and my hurts. Natasha was sharing. I thought. She was wrong. But she lined up, and God said, no, you just have to get closer to me. You want to talk about revival? If we just run into Jesus, let him transform the way we think and behave about ourselves? So that's what you do when you bring your thoughts in captivity, obedience to God, or to Jesus. 
this is not in line with what Jesus says about me. This is not in line with what Jesus says of who I am. This is not in line with, you know, um, uh, Jamie said, you know, whose name is behind our healing, our deliverance, our provision, our safety, our security, our peace, our joy? It's Jesus. But we, you know, we say, well, that, I, I know that's cool that she said that, but I just don't, it doesn't work for me. Well, do you even believe it? I have to believe God at his word. <clears throat> because if I believe my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, I'm in trouble. Because if my thoughts don't line up with God's word, I'm in trouble. And when, when God starts to change the way we think about ourselves, it changes the way we behave. And if we can say we're people that want to be set apart to God's kingdom, we're people that want to walk with God, learn about God, it's a learning thing. We talked about being the disciple um, earlier this year, or was it last year? I can't remember. But we were talking about being the disciple. It's a, a disciple what, is a follower, a learner of Jesus. We're learning all the time. I'm 57. I'm still learning. You never stop learning until you stop breathing. What's, what does that look like? So if we can begin to learn to say, look at does my thoughts line up with God's word? So what we so you say, Chris, I agree with you. My thoughts does not line up with Jesus, but I don't know what to do with it. Get around people that can help you with that. Get in his word. Allow people. Sometimes it's so easy to say these, is it Christianese? I, just get in the word. Well, what does it look like getting in the word? Get in the word, brother. You know, trust God. You know, another person tells me to trust God with my business. I'm, oh, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> just trust God. No, I'm going to trust God. <laughs> Can't swear at church, but no kidding. Trust God. But I know their hearts, it's, it's your heart to say trust God, and it's good. And I, but, I, but I say, listen, learn to trust God. Allow God to help you get through this. But because that, oh, just trust God, brother, trust God. Amen, I need to trust God, I know. I don't know how to trust God. I don't know what it looks like to trust God. I'm all over the board. My thoughts are getting tossed to and fro. Whoa, 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 let's talk about being your thoughts. Anybody's thoughts get to tossed to and fro? Let's, talk, let's see what the Bible says about that. The Bible says in James, let a man or a woman get, get anything from the Lord if you're not to and fro. So you know what I do when I start getting that way? Because we get that way, right? I stop and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm all over the board. I'm getting tossed to and fro. The, I'm not going to get anything from God. I'm going to be stuck here and believe lies because I'm getting knocked to and fro. So I say, stop that, Chris, stop that. So a lot of times I'm on my knees. I say, Lord, I'm sorry for that. I'm, you know, sorry for acting like a victim. Sorry for feeling sorry for myself. Sorry for not trusting you, Lord. You know, my favorite scripture, I love quote. I think I'm going to quote it every time I'm up here. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways and everything you do. And he will direct and make your path smooth. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, mean reverence him, trust him, rely on him. And he will direct your path. He will direct your path. He will make it smooth. God's not asking to do nothing without him. Matter of fact, Jesus says that you can do nothing without him. Amen? I have to move on, but I could just go on that thought. We can talk about thoughts for weeks after weeks of what it can do, because that's our biggest enemy. We think the devil's our biggest enemy. It's between our ears. I think Joyce Meyer says, battle between the mind or something like that, or battlefield in the mind. Great book. Man, we could just... And, and I'm not trying to promote any speak. I'm just telling you, there's books out there. There's things that God can help you with your mind, the way you're thinking. But you want the biblical books. You want the books that says about God's word and God's truth, because that's the only true transformation. You know? Amen. So I want to talk about our prayer life. 
I want to talk about this. If, if we allow God to transform our, our minds, we begin to change how we behave, and we start to set ourselves apart, we, you, you'll start to find out your number one thing to do is our prayer life. What are we declaring over ourselves? What are we declaring over our marriages, our homes, our families, our jobs, our businesses, our, our destiny? What are we saying about it? See, we're, we keep saying, well, I want God to do something. God's saying, what are you going to do about it? It, it says... And it says in James 5, 16, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. What does it look like to be effective prayer? So I always say, I say, Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. How to pray without ceasing. What does it look like to be praying without ceasing? Constantly meditate on God's word and all that stuff. You know what we like to meditate on? And it's amazing. We should be meditating on how much God loves us, that we're his sons, that we're his daughters, and God loves us. But guys, if that's all you're going to meditate on, you're going to miss out on about the, how powerful you are, how victorious you are, how anointed you are, what God has a plan for your life. Yeah, but he loves me. I'm stuck and I'm miserable, but he loves me, and that gives me peace. How about living a, learning to live a victorious life in that love? How about letting God teach you that you have power? The Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us as believers. The Bible says he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can even ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So we could we say according to the power that we allow to work through us, that we choose to work through us, God's power, God's anointing. Amen. It's just so true. And, it, and so, so here's one time we want to be these people that want to be prayer warriors and declare and stand over families. But yet when we get our emotions, we get our flesh fighting against the spirit, then all of a sudden we started, we started just speaking stuff that don't belong. Uh, it says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. We can speak death or we can speak life. So also we get our time with God. We're declaring, we're praying, we're thanking God, we're declaring his word. And as soon as our emotions get hit, as soon as our minds start, and we're not taking those thoughts in captive, all of a sudden we start speaking death over ourselves. Oh, and speaking, going, going contrary to God's word, going against what God already promised us. Whatever God already said, we're already arguing with God because our flesh, our emotions, our feelings are so out of control that we're going to start speaking garbage out of our mouth, speak stuff out of our mouth. Come on, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it last week. Anybody's guilty of it last week? You get frustrated. You get overwhelmed. Okay, God, I'm not yelling. Yeah, I am yelling. Sorry. I'm not trying to yell. I'm saying, but guys, what if you're like, he's right? I do speak a lot of death out of this mouth. Then shut it. Or if you like to talk, then start speaking God's word out of it. I like to talk, so I like this noise coming out. So I'm speaking God's word more than I'm speaking death. And I'm balancing that out. Think about the set apart and the life transformation just by doing that. Let me read this scripture, Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Jesus says this. The gospels, man, they're powerful. I love the red print, the red letters, Amen. So for surely, I say to you, whoever says of this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, it will, he will have whatever he says. Those who believe, speak to the mountain. What mountains do you have in your soul? What mountains do you have that's in your way? What thoughts are you believing? Natasha thought, that she had to figure something out to walk out some of her past. But no, Jesus says, just stay closer to me. What mountains do you need to speak to? Fear, you can't stay here. You can't stay here. No fear here. Anxiety, you have lost your grip on me. 
because my circumstances are all fixed, I have no more problems, or because God says he doesn't give me a spirit of fear and be anxious for nothing but what prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make requests known to God. See, what we're trying to do is say fear is not going to knock on our door. We talked about that last week. Fear is going to knock on our door. Um, Lori last gave a word from the Lord. <clears throat> she said, man, I woke up. I had a knot in my stomach. And she says, oh, and, and, and then she went to God and God goes, it's going to be a good day. But when she woke up, that fear, she thought it was going to be a bad day. So think about that. Think about that. Speak to the mountain. You got, you got a sin that's holding you back. You got a, you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's holding people back. Speak to that mountain. Say, no more. No more. There's times, there's times, you can ask Lisa, there's times we were struggling and we knew we were trapped in fear and, 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 this, and this is the beginning of our business and we've seen some, or just in our lives or whatever, walking out. And you want to talk about being rejected? You can't be in business or ministry and leadership without being rejected. I'm always rejected. I'm judged. I'm accused. And some of it's probably true. It's pretty lonely when you get judged and rejected until you realize who you are. I'm his beloved until you realize. So I'm growing as a man of God just because I keep drawing near to God. And I'm speaking to those mountains of fear and anxiety and wrong thinking, of a, like thinking like a victim. Even though someone could be going through a lot of stuff right now, and it might be hard, and I'm telling you, God wants to pull you out of that. But I got to tell you this, black and white, whether you're at home or you're in this room, you're not a victim. You're not a victim. I'm just doing what she did to me. You're not a victim. You're a mighty man or woman of God. Next time you feel like you're getting the life sucked out of your soul, look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm a child of God. I've been washed by his blood. I've been, I am written in the Lamb's book of life. I have a purpose and a plan for my life. And it's for his will for my life. He calls me his beloved. And he gave it all for me. And I'm going to choose not to be that victim, even though I want to be that victim, even though I deserve to be that victim, because you can't believe what people done. It doesn't matter. You're not a victim. Now, once you get there and you get there, then you can start speaking to this mountain, this pain and hurt leave. Holy Spirit, help me. Come and heal me in these areas of my pain and my hurt. Come and transform my life. Amen? I, I like this. Um, even, even in John 14, 12, um, John 14, verse 12 and 14, says, Most surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he'll do because I go to my Father. And whatever he asks in my name, I will do it. That the Father might be glorified in the Son if you ask anything in my name. It'll be done for you. Anything in my name. Wow. Here's the thing. Are we asking what we want? Are we declaring what God says about us? See, if I want a million dollars, and I ask God that every day for five years. It never happened. So um, I guess that don't work. If God called you to do something, it costs you a million bucks. You wait, and you see it happen. I have, I've seen it happen. I have friends that God called them to do something, didn't know how they were going to get the finances, and then the, and the finances came in. I've seen it happen. God, this is what I'm talking about. We're, God wants to see us. Who's doing greater works than Jesus is doing? Why aren't we doing that? Maybe because we don't know how. Maybe because we don't think we can. Think about that. We're going to talk about being set apart. Think about that. What is God calling you to do? And who's in the way? The devil? 
your own thoughts, your own, what you think about yourself. We, we can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. How many people in the Bible? Gideon. Me? Me? I'm the, wor- I'm the weakest in my family. I'm the weakest in my, my uh, in our, tri- uh, our family's the weakest in our tribe, and our tribe's the weakest of all of Israel. Yet, God calls him. And then he goes, are you sure, God? How many fleeces? I think me and Christian was talking about, Christian was talking, my son Christian was talking about, how many fleeces? Three fleeces. Kept throwing, are you sure, God? No, you're sure, God? You didn't, God didn't even rebuke him. He just said, yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. It's not about, it's not about um, doing everything right. It's about trusting God and relying on God and allowing God to be the man and woman of God he called you to be. And it starts with our thoughts. It starts with our prayer life, speaking life over ourselves, speaking to the mountain. What if we start speaking to the mountain? No, I, I, I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm going to have so-and-so pray for me. That's awesome. And we'll pray for you. But there's a point in your life that you can pray for yourself. There's a point in your life you can say, I don't have time to deal with this because God has me doing something else. And if I'm going to be stuck every time I'm, I have a problem and I can't do what God called me to do, I, I wouldn't even be here. If I listed all the crud that I've been going through two weeks, I probably should have took two weeks off. What a foolish thing to do. Man, I'm up here. She just said that. I hope you get encouraged. This is my, this is my fulfillment. Man, man, you, when I'm struggling, man, I need to be out there loving people and telling people about Jesus because it reminds me about Jesus. Amen? Amen. So we talked about our fruit and our actions. What is it? And I tell you, John 15, 4, New, Jeans, New, King, New King James Version says, Abide in me and I abide in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I abide in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. I'm going to keep going on um, um, 15.8 too. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, if you ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my disciples. Do you know when we abide in God and we learn how to abide in God, just like Natasha's eyes, I drew a go closer to God, this melted off. As my abiding with God, he says, it glorifies the Father. As we walk in the victory, you go, I have a desire to do something for Jesus. Walk in victory. Walk out of your own stuff and then tell people what Jesus has done for you. So we're waiting for this message. We're We're waiting for all these theories and theology and all this process. You know the simple thing about the gospel Tell them what God has done in your life. You want to change lives around your workplace and your, your atmosphere? Tell them about what Jesus has done in your life. The problem is lately, the church has been stuck with fear and anxiety, depression, confusion, offenses, and all the above. And the, church, and the enemy is trying to strangle the church. And the, and the church will say, well, look at this. world's going to hell in a handbasket. No kidding. Wake up, church. Wake up, people. Rise, says the Lord. Rise. And grab hold of your mantle, be called child of the king, and be that light to the world and that salt to the earth. Let's show Jesus, but we got to have Jesus work in us first. True revival starts within ourselves. The problem is we're waiting for all the, the truth is that we're waiting for all the problems and the circumstances to go away. And once we walk through that, once we get ready, once we get qualified, then I'm going to, boy, I tell you what, I got a whole thing that God has for me. As soon as I get fixed, man, you ain't ever going to get fixed. You're already fixed. And Jesus, I didn't say ever get fixed. I'm, I got to be careful what my brain says. What I'm trying to say, you're never going to get to perfect place in, in your own ability and your own strength. You have to do it by faith. Say, I'm already perfect in the eyes of God. I'm already free in the eyes of God. I'm not acting like I'm free, but I'm not going to be stopped. See, we're waiting for it to be problem-free or test-free. That's not biblical. 
We're going to have tests and trials. We're going to have obstacles in life. We're going to have darts thrown at us. We're going to have situations. We're going to have the past trying to remind us of our future. Whose past has been reminding of your future? Whose past have haunted you? Your rejections, your failures and stuff. I talked to a, a, a lady who was telling me, a, a, a person that she just, I mean, she, she, she was over yesterday, me, me and Lisa, and she, she, just, she just said she's been violated since she, when she was a little girl. You get violated when you're a little girl or a little boy. Man, the devil will hold on to that as a believer 30 years later. There's people been stuck, but they get freedom. I heard a testament of, of, of someone getting free over 40 years, get free of something. I don't even know what it is. It's none of my business, but she's free. Amen? You know what I'm saying? Man, let's get free. Let's get free. What's been holding on to your, from the past that's got you trapped? That has frozen and got you stuck. What is it? Let it go. Well, I've been praying for years for God to take it away. You take it away. You throw it in the garbage. You take the trash out. Well, me? Yes. You. You've been anointed and you have all the authority in Jesus Christ. Take that garbage, that past that's in your soul, and speak to the mountain and say, that garbage has to go. Take it out. What if we start saying, you know what, God, Jesus did it all. I'm going to start doing what Jesus tells me to do. And I'm not going to be stuck. I want to start bearing fruit. I want to learn what it looks like to abide in him. And guess what happens? I'm tr I abide in him, and for some reason, my human nature, when I say poop hits the fan, or stuff that happens in my life, I'm, that's a nice way to say it at church, right? Okay, okay, when, when something hits the fan, okay, or whatever, I'm running off in my own strength. And I'm like, and, and, and you even almost know, like, where did you go, God? Where'd you go? He goes, I didn't go anywhere. I never leave you nor forsake you. You went somewhere with your mind. You ran off in some kind of tangent over in your emotions and your feelings, and you're not lining back up with me. Come on back. Come on back, because I'm here. Get your focus back in. Get your mind back on me, because the Bible says perfect peace for those whose mind stayed on him because they trust in him. We're so easy so easy to get knocked off. But is this as easy to get knocked off? It's easy to get back on. What if you made this decision today? Say, you know what? I'm probably going to get knocked out. I'm going to get out of line from God. I'm going to get knocked down. I'm going to get knocked over. But I, I, I'm to this day forward, I'm going to grab hold of what Chris says, what the Bible says, and I'm going to get right back on, back in alignment with God. I'm going to go back. Then your life can change because now you're saying, you're already prepared. I'm probably going to have arrows thrown at me. I'm going to have some tests and trials, but I'm not going to stop believing God. I'm not going to stop doing what God called me to do. I'm not going to stop abiding in him. I'm not going to stop pursuing him. I'm not going to stop. And guess what? People will follow that. People, people will come to you and ask for help. That's what being the light to the world and the salt really is. The worship team can get up and they start coming up. But I want to... Um, um, it's already time. Look at that. Seriously, I think it was like three minutes. I've been talking for over 32 minutes. It sounded like it's only been three minutes to me. I don't know. It just happens. When you get good stuff coming out of you, man, time flies. But think about this. So I said a couple things that I want us to grab hold of. Who needs to speak to a mountain today in your life? Who needs to throw some trash out, some past? Who needs to throw some past that's been haunted that have actually shaped some of your personality and your behaviors. It's actually tried to be your identity as the victim or as the failure or as the um, sinner or whatever you're stuck in or whatever your past you've done in the past. You know what Paul did? Paul was killing and murdering and throwing people in jail and prison. But read the scripture. He goes, after he was saved, he goes, I did nothing to no man. 
You're a liar. You, two years ago, you were killing Christians. Now you're a Christian. But he was washed by the blood of Jesus. So he wasn't looking past. He actually, he quotes the scripture. I don't look backwards, but I look forward to the upper call of Jesus Christ. Who's looking back? Don't want to raise your hand at home. Can you do this today? Can you just let that go? Just by faith in Jesus' name. Say, what do you do? Say, I let all my past go. Lord, have your way with me. And you're going to have, you might even have a God a moment when you do that. And then two weeks later, when something triggers that again, the devil's going to remind you of it. So, whoa, 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 whoa. I let that go two weeks ago. That trash has been dumped. That's just all lie now. You want to talk true transformation, true being set apart? Let me pray. Stand up. Father, please stand up. <laughs> yeah. Stand up now. No, no, no. Please stand up. Father, we run into your arms of grace. And we thank you that we have authority in Jesus' name. So we speak to the mountain of our own life, whatever it is right now. And just take a second in your own heart and just say, that needs to go. Fear, anxiety, depression, sin, anything. It has, cannot stay in Jesus' name. And we just, pray, we just pray for breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough like now, like never before in Jesus' name. And we thank you for bringing light to all darkness, truth to all deception, and clarity to all confusion in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And Father, we take our past, our past, whether it's yesterday or 30 years ago or even longer, we give that past to you and we say, we call our future. We say, victory now in the name of Jesus. Victory now in the name of Jesus. Everybody say it with me. One, two, three. Victory now in the name of Jesus. Victory now in the name of Jesus. The victory's ours. Jesus paid for it. So that past, throw it in the garbage. Because Jesus threw your sin in the garbage and you can't even remember it. As far as the east is to the west. Let's walk in freedom, liberty. Let's be people that are set apart for God's kingdom. Let's make a difference, amen? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about DCC, get involved in one of our ministries, or give to support us, you can find us at achurchinthecity.org. You can also follow us on Instagram at Downtown Christian Church for Sunday morning set lists, sermon series announcements, and much more. You can also join us live on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Just search for Downtown Christian Church. Thank you for listening.